Welcome to 12 Questions. Hello. Hey, that's up, it. Guys? That's the introduction. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting a little stuff more than like, all right, guys, so we're back another week. You can see us at the uh, Cactus Cantina this Saturday. I was expecting a lot of like, <laughs> my Instagram is this, my thing is that, but no. All right, cool. We'll get to a little bit of that I at don't the end, but right that. now. That's all bullshit. Nobody just, needs that. Exactly. Yeah, the Cactus just, Cantina was, Cantina was last week. That, that was, was last week. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it was the big autograph signing. <laughs> well, um, this week's guest, how would you like to identify yourself? Um, you know, I don't mind because it's out there. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It's, I'm Josh Adam Myers. Um, yeah. I'm a uh, stand-up comedian, uh, recovering addict, and um, all around wonderful person. Fuck yeah. We concur. Like, that's very nice of you. <laughs> I have to say this to myself all the time, but I don't think that I'm a piece of shit. I'm just like, no, you're good. Did you get the you're self-affirmations good. from a therapist or a sponsor? I I go to a therapist. Um, the only therapy, it's, it's literally the best thing that's come out of that is me getting a dog. Because of my <laughs> because because of my isolation, so the dog, my therapist was like, "Dude, he's like, you know, I give these emotional support certificates to everybody, but like, you need this." Oh wow! Not in a bad way. It's just you know, I like being alone. It's like you're at, our job is being out, mm-hmm. being in front of people, and it's nice to just come home and finally, you know, after. 10 years of living in Los Angeles, like I have the the apartment that I love and I have, everything's great. Like finally, I mean, wow. not everything's great, but you know yeah. what I mean? It's no, like, I, I, I am like completely, if You're it stays, content. if it stays like this for the rest of my life, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be mad. You know, so it's like I'd want good. more, but I'd be like, no, this is great. It's yeah. a great area. I have like a very nice consistency to everything. And, the therapist, it's literally just me talking. You know, that's what it is. Yeah. It's just me talking what, what about- What kind of dog? I have a Doberman Pinscher, and nice. she, she just ate uh, She ate my shoe yesterday. Is that why she's not Classic. here today? I would, have, oh, I would have brought her if I'd known. I, I'm not the kind <laughs> this of- This is I'm a not, dog-friendly podcast. <laughs> I am not the certain comedians that bring their dog everywhere. One, because my dog- Because my dog- Your dog is big. My, she's not yeah. huge, but she scares people. Because, yeah. dude, today I went to the dog park. Uh, that's like my most therapeutic thing, is like literally training the dog mm-hmm. and watching the dog play. Because it's really just, for me, it's it's very cathartic to see her running and then see the training that I've implemented on her like work. So when she is out there running- um, it's just the best. And today I was at Lake Hollywood Dog Park, like under the sign, this beautiful grass. And it's like an empty dog park. Usually it's like got a few people there. Nobody's there except for like a bunch of like German and Asian and Indian like tourists that are going to get like the perfect Hollywood sign picture. Mm-hmm. And Lec- I know the dog park. Yeah, I, it's I great. do tour guide stuff as a day job sometimes. Do you really? Yeah. I and see- I drive by that dog park all the time. I can see that. Yeah. You, have a, you have a good voice. You have a good personality. <laughs> I've seen you on stage. It all makes sense. <laughs> and I know- you, you gave me perfect directions. And, and I was kind of like, you were like, you park over here just to let you know this is where Hugh Grant got arrested with a prostitute. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of the tour. <laughs> I've, I've done it. I just one of the, I took a girl on a date to do that once. Really? Um, that was our. That was our. I really liked her, and I thought something that would be fun. She had lived in LA three years. I lived right. here for like six months, and I was like, "Dude, let's go on a That's tour." Really fun. Um, but with a dog, because <laughs> I want to finish this. It was a. It was the best thing I'd ever seen in my life. My dog is so loving. It's just you know, yeah. it's such a good dog, and she she's never grounded anybody. She's never done anything. She's very submissive to other dogs, even smaller ones. Like she'll get down and like so they know that she's like not an alpha. She's like, oh. no, I'm just like this big Doberman that just wants to be loved. 
And dude, this Indian woman and her husband came walking into the dog park, and me and Lekka were like running to go get her water, which is like right at the entrance. And this woman saw Lekka and was like, fuck no, and walked right back to her car. No. And just sat in the car. I mean, like, I saw her like grab her husband and go, I just can't, I can't, and then just walk oh, away. Oh, no. Oh, that's so racist. It was awesome. Why is that racist? <laughs> Why is that racist? <laughs> She's racist on my dog. She's yeah. racist. Yeah. My dog was like, "Fuck, yeah. I want to like love on you." That's what that's what it's about, you know. Doggist. Doggist. So let's get into some questions. Please. Let's get Twelve into some steps. Questions. Twelve <laughs> steps. You guys have a theme song because I can write it. Uh, really? I, oh, come oh on, my god, man. that would be really fun. Like, it took me three seconds. That's that's amazing. <laughs> I write hits, man. That's what I do. <laughs> oh shit, the hit machine. Yeah. Three, Josh three chords. <laughs> Every good song is three chords. Catchy. That's it. Just that's why I, I can give it to you. And me Green and Day it, was it. born. <laughs> <laughs> I, I literally. That's a hundred percent true. Well, billboard um, charts. Here we come. Well, and wait. Before that, I do have to tell you, I had a sponsor that used to tell me that every time she sees a dog's head out the window, because it's experiencing just pure joy, that that is the presence of god she was like so every time i see that i'm reminded that there's a higher power in my life and i'm a-okay i believe that because it's it's there's love there's so much Mm -hmm. unconditional love in a dog that that we don't deserve as people like to have something just be like oh my god you're the best and it's like because i don't think any other being of any sort has anything like that you know what i mean that just worships you and and I don't look at it like I worship the dog because I just wanted to have this great life and just have, you know, like I got it. It's got better health insurance than I have. <laughs> it eats better than I have than I do. And it's just like I, I put that dog first. Like it's it's just insane. It's just knowing me and you you just have to like you get we've all met. Yeah. You know, we've mm-hmm. known each other for a few years, but you didn't know me when I first came to Los Angeles. And mm-hmm. I was like a mess. I mean, I was a functioning, right. you know, jo- I was a functioning junkie like could be loaded and 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 killing shows killing loaded on fentanyl and oxys and just just fucked up and nobody had any idea except they'd be just like yeah josh looks like he's very itchy today (laughs) (laughs) and i is he bleeding (laughs) he's scratching himself raw i don't think he's ever had pupils (laughs) (laughs) he's just all white Uh, (laughs) but it was but it's like the idea that me getting a Doberman is this this like trip to myself where I've I've said this to myself where I'm like, look at how good I'm doing with this dog. I never I don't think anybody years ago would have thought, oh, Josh could get a, a not only a dog a creature of any kind. But a Doberman, one yeah. that can kill somebody if it's not trained properly right. or if it has a you know a different temperament. And I've not only have I you know, did I hire a personal trainer for the dog and like mm-hmm. really like wow. like worked on the fundamentals of this dog being perfect? But it's like I live on. Sorry about that. I live on Beechwood Canyon, and yeah. and there's like a million dogs on that street. And every dog owner since they've met me had, says about Lekka, they're like, this is the best trained dog on the street. And there's hundreds wow. of dogs. Wow. And so that's a testament. So when they're like, that dog's so good, all I hear is, I'm good. I did good. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's all I hear. So yeah. get it where you can. I'm Trey, man. Any, any way to get a compliment and feel good about yourself, take it. Especially in Hollywood. <laughs> Especially in this funky ass town. Right. 
so right, when we first one. when we first got in here, you were talking about uh, surrendering a little bit to starting to do mics again and like really building up from there. Sure. And you don't have to talk about that again, but I'd be in, that's what I heard when you were talking. It was like, oh, he's surrendering to the fact that he has to like go and do these other shows and work on his craft, and that's a beautiful thing. Thank you. So, how do you experience surrender either initially in your recovery or throughout your recovery on a daily basis like what is your experience of surrender you know what um the uh, you know i make fun of aa as much as i love it because it's it's very mm-hmm. cheeseball in certain aspects because yeah. mm-hmm. like because sure. of all like the like the rhyming cockney mm-hmm. slang sayings yeah but there's one that uh is is probably the the biggest thing that has changed since i became sober uh, and this time is like stuck and I'm actually, you know, really just like focused on it. And that's a top priority, which is your ego is not your amigo. I know that's so cheesy. Uh, I've never heard I've that. i either. Really? That's <laughs> new to me. Yeah, that's new to me. It's to me that's. <laughs> I like that, though. Yeah, I've heard the, the acronym of like edging God out. That's what ego is or, um, you know, for whatever. sure. Yeah. But yeah. this is this is a little catchier. Yeah, and it's, it's and it's, it's like sweeter. it's something you can yeah. say. I say this to people that are still getting fucked up, that aren't ever gonna go to the meetings or right. go into the rooms or be sober. It, it's to me, it's it's the one thing that your ego is the one thing that will destroy you. And for me, it has always been my ego that oh, yeah. has stopped me from having fun, stopped me from enjoying my life. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to look at everybody else's papers. Like I'd be like, you know, why aren't I getting this? And why is this? And why is that? And question and question and question. Because my ego is just being fed with how, because I believed, like we all do, that I'm good and I deserve and I want. And then... You know, once I got sober and then and literally I got sober as the success was really coming to like a head where it was just like money and and everything I've wanted. That was when that was when I became the most humble. And I said and I've always, you know, since since that point of just I've just applied that message that, you know, I am good and I do deserve, but I have to work to get those things. And I can't be mad that somebody else got it or I'm not getting it yet because I will. Because there are other people that are greater than me in the profession that that we are in that have been working far longer. Right. Mm-hmm. I started getting I started getting success at five years into stand up comedy. I'm only nine years in, and you know I've sold a TV show. I'm do I've been on cartoons. I've done this. I've t- I tour the country, and it's like that's impressive. And I need to I need to look at change my perspective and realize that mm-hmm. its perspective is really the greatest thing that I think anybody can get out of sobriety. By by being by putting everything into that little like package that you're like no it's like you know look where you are you're doing great you're always doing great yeah. like even when it's bad it's it's not that bad right. you know what I mean and and anytime it's been bad before where I'm like how is this gonna how is am I gonna ever get out of this like I'm never oh my god my life's over I'm look where I'm at right damn your story really epitomizes this uh, Seinfeld quote that I read uh, it it says. Keep your head down. Keep your head up during failure, and keep your head down during success. Hundred percent. I, I think you nailed it right on timing wise. You said you got sober when your success was about to hit. Most people double down on that behavior and just get crazier and crazier, and then they fall, and then it's really hard to get back up there, if not impossible. Hundred percent. After you've had that big catastrophe, just oh man. Well, it was actually right here. 
<clears throat> at the people you tell people where we're at. Oh yeah, this is our first time recording at the comedy store. We're out of my bedroom, guys. Yeah, <laughs> we're out of my bedroom. bedroom. Moving on up. I would have liked to have been there because I bet it's designed nicely. There's some cush pillows. We probably had to cook. Kick you a might want to get us to get to know us now before we get sponsors, baby. Yeah. No, it looks like a college, a male college freshman like freshman storm room. It's not as funky, but it's definitely like his mom's about to visit. Like, <laughs> like there's no. I I di- I don't have that gene where. My pillowcases match. I just don't have that gene. I, I wish I did. I wish I did. <laughs> like at her place. Me, because mine. Uh, I've got like nine. My comforter doesn't match this. It's all. It's mm-hmm. all fucked up. That's funny. At her old place, you can literally record a podcast, roll over into the swimming pool. I thought that was like Jesus. right there. <laughs> no, it was. It was right here. Um, so my battle with uh, sobriety and drugs and alcohol, kind of, um, it got worse. Like I was, I, I had like bad, I like, cause it was always been, I haven't drank in 10 years. Well, actually 11 years at this point on a regular basis. For you. Um, God, the sounds of vaping are just. I know. <laughs> just, is it bad? I'm so yeah, sorry, I heard guys. that. That was a huge cloud. The audience oh is like, is the. What's that sound? Did somebody open like a space station door? Oh, we're, sizzling, we're sizzling bacon in here. Yeah, it's probably. It's great. So this is the, this is the vape. We the should va- probably stop. This is the, no, fuck vaping that, dude. On the this podcast. Is, dude, if they're sober, they're vaping. These are all nothing. All right, I will burn this place down and you don't let me have my vape. Vaping is like the biggest thing in sobriety now. Oh my God. Mine happens to be a lot qu- more, as quiet, more, much quieter than, than yours. But fuck it, dude. Who gives a fuck? You guys both have these huge contraptions. It's his. It's yeah, his. These are both, I only do it. Those are both yours? I'm rolling around with these twin cannons, you know. I'm like the Choi Young fat of vaping. That's, just, that's, I love that. Yeah. That's hysterical. I love, I love the killers. All right. So my, my battle with uh, sobriety has been uh, going on for about 10 years, at least. Mm. Since I moved to Los Angeles, I stopped drinking, but then I found painkillers, and then I moved out here, and, and that was when I really got into painkillers. And with uh, with stand-up, the painkillers took away all of my um, fears, and like on yeah. stage, more than anything. Like it was, you know, the first show I ever did at the Hollywood Improv, which was like me, Gerard Carmichael, Yasser, I mean, all of my buddies, all these guys that are doing shit right now, Angela mm-hmm. Bowers, like a lot of, Jade, Tony Hinchcliffe. Uh, the GM booked the show for us and and uh, it was like packed, sold out, first show for a lot of us, mm-hmm. you know, in a main room at the improv and everybody ate shit except for me and I was like loaded on painkillers, like 25 Vicodin, just, Oof. but I crushed. Mm-hmm. And so you get in your head that you're only good right. and you're at your best when you're high. Right. And, you know, years of battling that where I had some really good sets high and I had some bad sets high and then eventually I tried to get sober because of a girlfriend and he went back and forth and, and, and after probably... Um, uh, you know, after the the car accident that I was in, where it really became like hugely exacerbated, I think is the right word. Yeah, where it just became so blown out of proportion, where I was literally like a heroin addict, right. uh, fentanyl, like whatever I could get my hands on, I was just taking because I I wasn't, you know, I lost a friend, I almost died, right, and didn't give myself any time to really recover from the accident. So I was literally just uh, a junkie, but a, like I said, a functioning Function. junkie. Mm-hmm. Um, where everybody was like, wow, it's like, oh, he looks like he's doing so good. Little did they know that everything I'm saying to them or all the jokes I'm doing on stage are just a front from the real pain that I was dealing with. I hadn't started uh, therapy yet. I hadn't taken any time to, like I said, to recover. And so that was like seven, eight months. And then I got sober. And then from that point on, so this is like May 2012, I had, I mean, I got sober, what, May of 2016, 
Wasn't it? Yeah. So, so you have a good four years of sober for almost mm-hmm. a year. Then I start getting high again. And it's like a month on, two months off, month on, two months off, month on. And then the comedy jam started. The goddamn comedy jam. And I was sober for the first like four shows. And then I had, uh, I started having throat issues like uh, nodules and a polyp uh, on my vocal cords. Right. So it was like hurting mm. my voice. So I was going to the I was going to the doctor a lot, and I went to the hospital before one of the shows because not because I like I would have gone to a regular doctor, but my insurance is like it's just easier for me to go to the hospital, get like a steroid injection, and and be yeah. on my way. Mm-hmm. And I go there, and the doctor's like, "Listen, you know, we think it's you know we don't know what this is, but listen, we're going to give you all this stuff. Are you in pain?" And I'm like, "Yeah, a little bit. I have a sore throat." And they're like, "Would well, you want some morphine?" So they gave me some morphine, and I had been I hadn't done a jam high yet, but I I got I got high that night, and then they gave me some. Like Viking in a take with me, some Norcos. And then I did the jam December 2014, high on painkillers. That was the first show that I staged of, crowd surfed, did all this crazy shit. And from that point on, you took my favorite thing ever and then added my second favorite thing on top of that. Right. And it was wow. off to the races for yeah. like a very, for almost almost a year and a half of just, I mean, every show, every comedy jam I did, I was loaded. Like, but nobody would know because I was just killing it. And and then the success started coming and, and bigger names started showing up to watch the show to see what we could do with it. And it just, it got so bad. And then May of 2016, it was like, I, has, I had the TV show, you know, mm-hmm. we're about to shoot that. We have all this stuff going on. And I had a bad week, man, like a really bad week where I did, you know, I, I did like heroin in D.C. with a friend that I so I was doing a stand up out there. This kid I used to party with, you know, handed me some dope and then he gave me a bunch of Oxy 30s. And it's the whole week. I didn't have a lot of money at that time, but I just spent like I think in that in that week I spent close to two thousand dollars on mm. painkillers. And then I and then what I would do normally is once I got to a place where I could have a few days off, that was when I would go through detox, get yeah. sober, and then I'd go back to my life and just be sober for a week or so and and that would be it. Um but then I ran into another comedian here and he looked at me and he goes, "You've been using again." And I'm like, "Yeah." And he goes, "Well, what you know, what do you think's going to happen, dude?" And I go, oh, "I'll probably end up dying in a few years, you know, but it'll be a fun ride." And I was like kidding when he said it. And then he said something to me that really stuck with me. He goes, "Or You'll be the comedian that doesn't die, but because of their drug use, ruined everything when yeah. you could, when you were this close to having everything. He goes, dude, what you have right now is the opportunity. He's like, make this, like, you need to get back to the program, get back in the meetings. And that's what I did. And that was, that was the moment because wow. I had never thought of it like that to be that, like, 50 year old guy still hanging out at the comedy store. You know, like the that, ghost, the, but that, but the yeah, but not yeah. just the ghost, but the guy that was like, oh man, yeah, don't Josh over there. He yeah. yeah, he always talks about how yeah. he had a TV show or almost had one, but yeah. then don't be I the don't, cautionary tale. And I don't want to be that, yeah, because yeah, yeah. I, I didn't work this hard, and and my friend didn't die for me to ruin it. You know, I'm able to perform; he's not. So why I sh- I need to honor him more than like, you know, just be. Like if I I don't this I don't know how to say if I can say this but it's like if I don't succeed it's like or if I don't at least give it my best that's not honoring my friend who would have mm-hmm. given it his best so yeah it's it's a very it's a very like it's a very very interesting story yeah does that make sense yeah no it's no, great it does. this is a lot deeper than the podcast no. I thought I was coming I know, I know. <laughs> I we were it gonna can, be talking get... about like you know we'll talk about movies in two minutes perfect okay. <laughs> the what was the most insane moment sort of in your in your recovery or outside of your recovery oh man um 
I I mean, all right. So like, the, I've had I've had like I've never had a connection with God mm-hmm. ever. You know, it, it's it's just this the way it's been. I, I come from my mom has always been that woe is me. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, it's our family that's always getting shit on. And it's like my back and my this. And it's like. And Is it's your like, mom Mrs. Big Head? Yeah, she's like, <laughs> got that voice. <laughs> but so that, that rubs off on you. Mm-hmm. And you hear it enough. And I mean, I've had to yell at my mom be like, Ma, if you, I, I got to hang up the phone if you're going to keep talking like this. Yeah. Because I. You, you talking like that gets in my head. Right. So it's always been like that, the woe is me type thing. And and I don't want to be that way. Um, so I, I think, you know, the idea of, of, of believing that there is a God or a higher power, I've always just negated. And I mean, y- there have been times where I've gotten like real God shots mm-hmm. and post getting into sobriety. You know, I, I this is just one um, that I'm going to think about. Is I remember when... This is uh, after the car accident when I first got sober. Um, I remember I was um, listening to like – I think it was like Elton John as I'm driving up Highland. And I was like – it's just a song that reminded me of my buddy Angelo. And I just started weeping, like just weeping uh, because the song was like – it was just very heavy. And I was also newly sober at the time. Yeah, so everything's Whoa. just like raw. Oh, my God. Sitting I mean, in it. But this, sitting is a, this, is, this is like a window. This was yeah. a window in between. Where there was like a week where I was sober before I went back to painkillers after that first seven months after the car accident I was in. And – I remember I was like crying and I started like talking to my buddy that had passed away. And I was like, Ange, I was like, I miss you so much. I was like, I, you know, I love you, blah, 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 blah. And like, it was the night of the Oscars too. Hmm. And that, that's, that leads to this, which is that I'm driving up Highland and standing on the street corner was Nick Nolte. <laughs> <laughs> and I immediately start laughing just like yeah, that. Because that, that'll that, sober you up. <laughs> but that was, that was Angelo. Cause I was talking to him. And that was Angelo because he knew that would make me laugh to see yeah. Nick Nolte because he had a joke. Oh, he had a joke that that I'm going to say right now, which is um, Angelo had this joke that goes, um, people said or women have said I have a very ugly penis. Uh, I've been told it looks like Nick Nolte coughing. <laughs> <laughs> that was very specific. Such a great joke. It's just perfect. Every word is like perfect in it. And and there he was and that and as i'm talking to Anne, <laughs> so funny. as i'm putting it out there so maybe that's not being believing in a higher power which to me my higher power is my friend that i've lost like, okay. i don't pray to god i pray to him yeah. so every morning when i get up and i have to do the serenity prayer like my sponsors like do the serenity prayer yeah. do the third step prayer which i'm not the best at and make your bed but I always fall asleep on the couch, so okay. so the bed's kind of I mean, made. Yeah. I have to write my prayers down because when I go to pray, I've said it like a thousand times, when I go to pray, I go, uh, uh, God, grant me the serenity. Oh, there's laundry in the in the dryer. I got to <laughs> yeah. fold. Like, oh, I'm going to go to Trader Joe's later. Like, like it just gets, it gets really scatterbrained, so it's I have to very, write it down. Yeah, yes. it's like whatever works for you, you know? Sure. You can, as long as you get that connection somehow. I, I think, I think you know, there, there's been like, I mean, I have a million drug stories of being robbed or being shot at or just like crazy shit that I've done. Um, like, you know, in my, uh, in my story, but it's, it's like the, the, the things that, you know, for me that have have been like when I, when I've seen that there's more than me and I mean that, that I've never believed in an afterlife or anything like that. And maybe it was just coincidence, but it was, it was a wild coincidence to see Nick Nolte out of all the actors. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's a really interesting thing. Cause I think, 
the universe is all in timing because timing is something we cannot control but we always like spend our entire lives mastering so anytime i'm driving if a car barely misses me on the freeway possibly killing me like preventing me from that um and i and i drive for a living you know i drive lift if, if my car gets fucked up that's your job that's I'm your money fucked, yeah fucked yeah you know so that's i think timing that's where God and the universe, whatever you believe in, shows themselves. For sure. As letting you move on and letting you continue, letting you wake up another day. That, that is the key word, letting you. You know, so we always got to humble ourselves and allow timing to be there. And for you to acknowledge that, that I was, oh, that's Angelo joking with me right there, putting yeah. me on the corner of that street on that exact night, somehow getting through traffic uh, during the fucking Oscars to see that joke, to laugh and being like, hey, I got you. So that that is you know the higher power for sure. working for timing. Sure, man. Wow, that's really interesting that you point that out. Well, it's like you know, like I said, there's there's a million. I mean, that you just that's the first thing that came to my head because that's yeah. a very heavy thing. Yeah, there was a it's a moment mm-hmm. that like it's weird. There's like things that have happened to me in my life, sober and high, that I just remember everything. The most random shit. Like I always mm-hmm. remember hanging out with these big uh, these big actors at this bar. That I'm, and I was my cousin with friends with these guys when I first moved here, and like I was trying to impress them, and I was this is back when I drank, um, so it's like t- over ten years ago, and I remember I went to grab a beer as I'm talking to them, and it slipped out of my hand, and I looked at them, and I was like, oh, it's slippy, and, I, like, and I'm like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> like, and they made fun of that, but I was just like, hey, like all like upset at myself, but I've still remembered that that I said that, and <laughs> it's meaningless. So I've dropped good. a million beers in my life, but why do I remember that one? Because I said it. It, it, it was it was slippy. That's so funny. <laughs> like a fucking dumb fuck. And I remember uh, that's the shit. So yeah. Oh no, that's the best. Yeah, how, do, how do you make decisions? Um. Well, now I kind of think about things before I act a little bit. Sometimes I don't think enough. You know, mm-hmm. I'm still, I'm still, I still react very. Um, you know, like I still there's some like, like I mean I've made some bad decisions like financially or whatever but i mean as i've as i've gotten older i've learned a lot of lessons the hard way so i know how to make the right one post i've had a you know like i knew i got three duis and at the third one this is all a long time ago but i was like that's that's it on drinking like that's a wrap on that because i know if i drink bad things happen um but i never had any bad problems with opiates (laughs) opiates right. nothing bad ever happened i got right. a tv show like you know what i mean like how right. i didn't do anything wrong nothing i never got busted never i probably came close to dying but i just never right. died so excuse me so I, I think there's a moment when something happens that you know or i'm i'm, I'm there's a decision that has to be made I, i'm I, I try to pick what's best for me mm-hmm. and and also the thing that will you know not affect other people. I don't know. It's like, I just, I don't, I, I know, like, listen, it's, I'm 37 years old. Um, the difference between making decisions at 27 and 37 right. is astronomical of this, how responsible that I am. I'm still, you know, a lot younger mentally and decision-making wise than my age, but I'm getting better. And that's the thing, you know, it's like, I, every year I, I get a little, I, you know, I'm still a kid inside, but every year I just, I get a little bit more, I don't know, mature or just wiser. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, I mean, I think we're going to keep making fucked up decisions regardless of how old we are. Yeah. But, um, 
Mistakes are mistakes are mandatory for sure. <laughs> and I, but but for me, it's like, dude, once I learn something the hard way, like and really really pay, yeah. If, if I do mm-hmm. somebody by not acting the right way, you know, towards somebody I'm dating, mm-hmm. you know, or or a friend, you know, that that sticks with me. You know, I'm a very sensitive person, so I, I you know, I I never do anything maliciously, and when I do upset somebody, like I. It, it hurts. Yeah. If I've if I've upset somebody, I upset it's uh, not a comedian, a comedian like that wanted to come to the um, premiere and I couldn't get her in, and, and a friend got her in. A friend got in that was kind of like her friend, and it was just like she. This girl was so upset at me, and I was like, dude, I was like, I couldn't, and and like yeah. I, it's just like that's the thing. It's like I I never want to hurt anybody, right? But um, you know, that's the motto. That's the motto. Yeah, but we're learning. Yeah. We're I'm learning. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. What's been the most surprising thing you've learned about yourself? Um, that I think one that that I am a good person. Yeah, you know, I, I had a lot. I had a very weird childhood. Um, my sister never got in trouble. Yeah, was a perfect student. You know, everything was like top of her class. You know, valedictorian in high school and just going to like, she got accepted to like, you know, Princeton and Yale and Johns Hopkins and, wow. you know, and now she's a doctor. And and so I always like, I did a lot of bad things to kind of get the attention uh, that I couldn't get from, because I didn't, that wasn't, I didn't learn through books, you know? I mean, I graduated college, but, if you, you know, I, I only know like three big words, you know what I mean? Like, I'm stupid. <laughs> what are they? Gregarious inclination. And I don't know the other one. I forgot the other one. Down <laughs> <laughs> in two big words. Yeah. I want you to work those words into exacerbate. the conversation. Because <laughs> I've used that. But, that's <laughs> but what I'm saying is, it's like I made a lot of bad mistakes when mm-hmm. I was younger that that made me feel that I wasn't worthy of a lot of things, you know? Yeah. And, and I think that um, over time, you know, I, I've realized that I'm not, and that's one thing I, that AA has, or the program, or sobriety has given me is that is like I said, the perspective that's that like, you know, I don't, I don't live in the past, and that's mm-hmm. not saying I don't think about it, you know, because we do. We it's it's hard not to, you know, yeah. remember mm-hmm. the the time you 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 know, I've never cheated on a girl, but I'm just using this as an example. If you've cheated on a person and you, right. you hurt them, or you know, you stole money from your parents to buy this thing and it, and it got caught, right. or just whatever, like, or even that time you said slippy in a bar full exactly. of people wanted to impress. But that like that mm-hmm. hangs on you, where yeah. you really like, you like, oh, what a dork, or what a right. fucking, uh, and mm-hmm. you dwell and you dwell. Like I've yeah. been able to to really just live like now, you know. Yeah. And I and dude, listen, man, like I, I future trip a lot. Mm-hmm. What am I going to do about this? Or, you know, am I going to have enough money for this? Or is everything going to work out? And, and you just got to have faith that it will. And if it doesn't, you know, there's nothing wrong with change. You just have to right. keep working towards the pause, stay positive and keep, you know, and not let, like, listen, as long as I don't ever touch opiates again, specifically mm-hmm. opiates, okay. cocaine, alcohol, I'm never going to do again because I, I don't, never going to drink. But as long as I don't take opiates, and I've come close, I've had moments where I'm like, oh man, it would be fun. And, you know, it looks delicious. Yeah, yeah, it's well. I was in when I was in Montreal this year. I, I had a bad show, man. I had a jam that wasn't that fun. And I remember there was a moment where I asked a guy, I was like, "Can you get me this?" This guy used to get me drugs when we came to Montreal, yeah. like mushrooms. And I was like, "Can you get me opiates?" And I'm thank God he looked for them, couldn't find them because they're not wow. as big as they are out here. You know, and I didn't huh. call my sponsor, but he couldn't. And then I called my sponsor and I said, "Hey, man, this is what's going on." And Bob like goes, "Dude, well, you know, be glad you get to a meeting." And I did. So nice. it's 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 literally just. Uh, as long as I stay present, that's that's like the biggest thing. That's that's my success. How quick were you able to find a uh, meeting out in 
uh, Montreal. It's, it's right around the corner. Dude, it's it's nice. at the festival. It's like they have one there. It's part most of one, festivals, it's one of the shows. Mm-hmm. Dude, most music yeah. music festivals, comedy festivals, not so much. Like Montreal is a different beast. Um, I bet if I want, you know, if I was in Austin and I really wanted a meeting, I could find one. But at Bonnaroo, like I found a meeting outside lands. But I don't, the thing mm-hmm. is, man, like I, my, my AA is not great. It's not like it's not bad in the sense that I'm using or I'm doing this, but I might go to one or two meetings a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could go to more. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I've just, I just like, I keep in touch with my sponsor, but I'm not the best at it. I could be a lot better. Yeah. You know, but at least it's there. So that's good. There's something there. Yeah. And there, and that's, that's, that's powerful enough, at least for right now. But like what I was talking to my sponsor about the other night, and he goes, dude, this is not. You know, this is something that's just going to help you for the future, man. You can't like, you know, just deny that because a lot of us need this. And I'm like, no, and I agree. And I do need it. But I just, I don't know. I'm not the best, everybody. That's what I'm saying. I'm trying. You haven't won recovery yet? Pardon? You haven't won at recovery yet? You haven't leveled up to master status? I'm I'm, I'm getting there. You didn't graduate? I got three three gold stars. I don't care about that. You don't have your BFA in AA? Yeah. (laughs) Not yet, but it's getting there. Yeah. What is what would you say your level of honesty is? Um, I'd say I'm at about seventy five percent. Hmm. What's going on with that twenty five? Um there's some things I just I can't, you know, either in business or I'm not like hurting anybody, but I mean I'm I'm just um I'm honest with myself, mm-hmm. you know, and if uh and I'm, I am honest with people. But I mean, you know, I could, I could, I hold back on things so like I don't hurt other people. Yeah. You know, in that kind of way. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's been relationships I've been in where it's like, I want to say this to the person because it's affecting me this way, but I don't want to hurt them mm-hmm. and I've let it drag on. Um, so I mean, I could be better, but I mean, the fact that I'm at least, I acknowledge that I need to be more honest and I'm not, like I yeah. said, I'm not lying. Yeah. I just hold things back. Right. I feel this way about this. So it's a lie of omission. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel this way about this and this person is affecting me. Their behavior is affecting me this way. But I know that if I bring it up because they're dealing with shit, it's going to make either a rift between us or it's going to push them away. And I care about that person. You know, I, I'm not codependent, but I there's people I love that, you know, aren't the best for me. But I love them and I want to make sure they're okay. And I mean, as long as it doesn't hurt me. And, you know, recently I've gotten better at it, but it's like there's just there's I could definitely be a lot more vocal when it comes to uh, how I feel about certain things or what I want. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like if I'm putting that out there on somebody, sometimes it could be exacerbating. Yeah. Is that the right? I don't know if that's the right way to use that, but <laughs> I'm trying. It could, it, could grow. <laughs> it could definitely. I mean, it's weird. I'm, I'm very. Let me say this. I'm very I'm honest on stage. I'm honest. um, to my friends but i think mm-hmm. when it comes to love i think there's still a little bit that i could I a could little be, bit of people pleasing going on i think so and also yeah. i think that there's a lot of me not you know I, I just could be a little bit better i could be a little i could be much more honest to make myself happier but i but i also if i feel like i do that that i'm actually you know like being selfish yeah and um, there's nothing wrong with being selfish sometimes. Sometimes you're allowed to be. You know yeah. what I mean? When it comes to your emotions or this, like, you know, as long as you're not hurting other person, like me being selfish is like saying, hey, man, I need my time. You've been mm-hmm. staying at my house. Yeah. Girl, you've been staying at my house for like a week. Like, <laughs> I need my time. Right. And I don't do that. 
I just go, okay, you can keep staying here. And then I don't bring it up until it gets to a head and then there's a fight. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I, I learned a few years ago that when I omit something that I feel, if I'm not saying how I really feel about a situation, I'm low-key manipulating the people around me into into liking me, into keeping the peace. It's sort of my way of being like, no, don't leave me. But in truth, it's just down and dirty manipulation because I'm not being authentic and, sure. and genuine. Mm-hmm. You know, so it it takes time, but it took it took a while to get to that place where I was like, no, it's just better if I just say how I feel and trust that the language of love and empathy will precede whatever kind of like first, you know, five layers of what the fuck, you know what I mean? And just sort of get into that place of kindness with how I feel. So uh, how do you manage fear and anxiety? Um. I think I kind of already I kind of already talked about yeah. this a little bit, so I'll just bring that up again. Um, is my fear? Well, fear and anxiety I think come from not being present. Okay, you know what I mean. Yeah, like that's mm-hmm. all my fear. I'm not afraid of going on stage. I'm not afraid of you know right now. Like everything, I'm safe at this moment. Everything's great. But when yeah. I think about the future, mm-hmm. oh my god, it's like you know, is, is everything going to be okay? Like, am I still going to be able to maintain the lifestyle that I'm used to right now? All of this could go away. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But why am I thinking that? As long as mm-hmm. I work hard and keep keep my nose down and just be a good person, right. everything's going to be exist. fine. Exist. You know. Yes, I might. I might mm-hmm. not have. May have all the the nice toys and all the things that I've wanted. But you're going mm-hmm. to be fine. All the time, unless you're going and you know robbing banks or robbing drug dealers or fucking like <laughs> you know being a horrible person. If you're a good yeah. person, you know what am I going to do? Like not you know eat McDonald's every once in a while because it might give me cancer. You know what I mean? It's like if you if you think about all the you know you don't enjoy life, right? You know, I, mm-hmm. I, as long as I take care of myself, I eat right. You know, I I I run every day. I I get enough sleep at night. Like that, those are factors that keep me from getting from winging out. Like if I if I'm if I stayed up, if I got like four or five hours of sleep, and that's not enough at my age. You know, I need like good like eight. Yeah, it's not even twelve. Yeah. But if I like if I don't mm-hmm. get that stuff, if I wear myself down, then I live in that muck, man. You know, and I don't like that. Like mm. I love, dude. I work out. I'm almost I'm almost seven days a week. I do I have like one rest day, but it's not even working out. I do yoga, I hike, I do this, right. just so I can get these positive endorphins, man. Because that's like a natural drug, man. If I'm not going to take an opiate, I need to put, you know, those the, the endorphins in me. Mm-hmm. And so I do things like that. Like I said, go out with the dog. Like that calms me down. Yeah. You know, talking to a friend, like things like that, man. It's just it's it's um. It's it's and this is a hard thing to do, man. Because I told you yeah. about my mom. My mom was like, "Oh, like it's, it's uh, what is you know we're gonna have a nuclear war in a few months against Trump." And I'm like, "Probably, but right now we're not." So yeah. give a fuck. Like, is I she can't... smoking a cigar? Is she saying all nah, that? She's got the. She doesn't smoke anymore, but she did That's for like a so long funny. time, man. Your so. mom and my grandma should go bowling. Every time I call my grandma, I'm like, "Hey, all these great things are happening," and she'll be like, uh, "Well." I mean, how is that? Is that going to last? Are you going to uh, have? Are I mean, does that? How much money are you making with that? What are you sure. doing with that? And it's at one point I had to tell her, you know what, Grandma, I just got to keep moving forward. That's that's what you got to do. Don't worry about it. Not all, her life. Not her all, life. It's yours. Exactly. It's yours. And that's like, dude, mm-hmm. I. They should know. start. They should start a bridge game with my mom. She'll. she'll oh, be your great. Mom's she's probably the worst, thing. dude. Oh, <laughs> the worst. That Asian sensation mom. Just. Bro. Oh, you should have been a doctor. She's like, are you going to be the best at it? 
Are you going to be the best at this are program? You- <laughs> are you going to nail AA like no one's ever nailed it oh, before? Oh, cute. That's so <laughs> Dude, funny. I, but I'll tell you something. Let me tell you something about my mom. This this actually hurt me. Um, <laughs> and I, and I, I don't know if I've, you know, we've talked about it since and she understands why it hurt me. You know, I lied to her for a long time about being sober. And I used to steal my mom's painkillers. Mm. My mom's got a lot of problems. So her medicine cabinet is legit as mm. fuck, dude. And I mean... You said fentanyl. Yeah. She had fentanyl patches. <laughs> no, I, dude, one uh-huh. year... <clears throat> uh, I think it was December of 2014. I think that was when I went home and, and my mom had like a box of, of like 100 milligram fentanyl patches that you could keep on you for like two days. And it, was just, it was the best. And then like hundreds, hundreds of like 7.5 uh, Vicodin ES. That's extra wow. strength. Um, and I used to take everything. I used to take it all. Like I'd leave her with like hardly anything. Just enough for her to get by because she has great insurance and the doctors would refill it, you know? Yeah. And she would never ask about like... Oh, she did. Okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, okay. it's hard to go from having 300 Vicodin yeah. to when I suddenly leave, you have 10 left. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and it's something, but when somebody's like a worrying type person, that's just a thing they can worry about. So it's kind of, it kind of fills into the narrative when For something sure. terrible is happening. They can be like, you know. <laughs> she used to hide him from me and I'd find him mm-hmm. uh, easily, like easily. I, it would take like a minute. She's not a very good hider. Um, <laughs> and... And Where so, did she hide him? I mean, like, you know, like in her old ass underwear drawer, like with them big ass, you know, granny panties. And I'm like, nah, nah, dude. She, Under she, a boat sail. She, she, she hid him in a, in a, there was a, there was a vase or like a teapot. Uh, in the kitchen that was where I found him once and then the fentanyl she just because at that point she thought I was sober so I would tell her I'm sober but I'm just like getting loaded so when I finally hit a year I told her and she was like what you've only been sober for a year I'm like yeah but I'm sober for a year mom that's great You've been lying to me this whole time and I'm like but I've been oh. but I've been sober like I really am like this is great <laughs> and she was like and she then texted me like this horrible text like oh, how no. disappointed she I lied to her and it's like that's what I'm talking about that's like I have to not be my mom and not think like that like right. yeah I lied to her but but look at the look at the good that came from the lie does that make yeah. sense yeah. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean it's yeah. like and, it, and I had a long conversation with her about it where I was like dude I'm really proud of this mm-hmm. I never thought I'd hit a year you know and and now it's a little different I think you know she brings it up sometimes. my mom I think my mom is you know she she tips back the frenzy of box wine a little too much. You yeah, know? she ain't got anything to do. <laughs> so, so my mom is like sometimes there'll be nights that she's had a couple of drinks. Yeah, you know, taking a painkiller too for mm-hmm. her bad back, and she's she's probably flying. So she goes in yeah. on those text messages too. Yeah, but I I know how to cut it off. That's so good. it's That's the, good I don't let it bother me. I, yeah, you can't. that's a great thing you, to cut it off to be like, no, you're not gonna affect me right now. Well, I think, you know, there's, uh, listen, if you're, if somebody is bringing you down or draining your energy or you're, or being very emotional, like you have to, you know, you have to separate. Yeah. You yeah. Know, if it's really affecting you. And it, and it sounds horrible to say that, especially when somebody might need you, but if they're making you worse, mm-hmm. like that, and that's, that's, that's a really tough situation because like love is great and being with somebody is, is great and having somebody is great and, and a parent is, you know, unconditional love and she'll love you. My, she'll, my mom will love me forever regardless if I murdered somebody, she'd yeah. love me. But if she's in that mood, like I got, yeah. I got to separate. I got, I got to get off the phone. And what's she gonna do? So I got, I got, I got like she doesn't see me, so I can just get my guy. Yeah. The, the you know the, the dog just uh, just jumped off a bridge. I gotta go, mom, and then <laughs> yeah. just click, and then just go about your life, and that works. No, That's my great. my family's been the happiest they've ever been. I just visited them recently back in Dallas, yeah. and I was like, I visit, I saw my mom and my dad, and they were like so happy, and 
I was like, why are they so happy? This is the happiest I've ever seen them. It's because they moved out of this giant house that everybody was living in. Because, you know, Asian families all move in. They sure. all take care of each other. Three generations in one household. There was a huge falling out with my sister and them. You know, they're blaming them for who's leaving dirty dishes. Like, typical roommate stuff, you know. Yeah. Like, oh, you're doing this. Oh, it's because of that. Oh, you're raising your daughter wrong. Yada, 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 yada. So they decided, my mom was like, no, I'm not going to get rid of all my furniture and all my stuff that I've accrued over the years because she's she's a pack rat sure and so they were like you either throw your stuff away and move to the new house or we're we're going to like just kick you out and she was like well fuck you you're not the only sibling my brother has got her another house another apartment and she's living away from them in garland which is about 30 miles from arlington and she's the happiest she's ever been more energy my parents are happy i'm like Mm -hmm. no this works and my siblings were like yeah "Yeah, i can't believe all this drama i'm like no 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 like they got me time now yeah, let, let them sure. have their me time. Let them breathe. They're the happiest. And sometimes you just got to break it off. A little more space. Yeah. A little more space. Yeah. And there are people in my life that I need to, that I love, that I just, I need to separate from. And it's unfortunate. Um, You're just outgrown them. That's all. Yeah. But it's like, I'm a, I'm a very caring person. And, you yeah. know, and I sit there and I tolerate my mom or I tolerate this other person or the, this this other person. So it's it's very different. <laughs> Just, I can't. Sorry. It's so good. It's like yeah. the, the listeners are like, "What is that? What is that sound? Is that noise? Is that more bacon? Is that a drip or is that a refillable? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just a galley. It's like the so, Ferrari of vapes. So, okay, sponsor us a galley. What is your? <laughs> So you're trying to, you can do it. Oh the vape company would do it, dude. There's that's, a lot of sober vapors. That's true. That's that's true. Well, that's the sound of me just buying stock. <laughs> you're hilarious. What are, what are your defects that you have to work on the most? Hmm. Um, good question. I don't know. Um, I have a lot, uh, as, as many people. Um, perspective not living in the past you know it's a lot of the things that i've talked about already because it's it's um you know the holding on to things that mm-hmm. you've done you know i i did that for a long time you know i've dragged my feet on my steps so uh there's that because it's it's hard to really look inside yourself and find it because if you don't see if it's not right in front of you you're like oh this is all right it's all right fine now it's already gone but uh to really <laughs> to really dig in there and go i hate this person and it's just like my biggest defect is is just wanting what others have and mm-hmm. not being happy with what i have because what i have is great you know what i mean like i'm doing great and even when i when i'm when i'm upset about this or i didn't get that or this person got that or whatever like i i've i've literally been able to go congratulations instead of being like fuck them like mm. that, that was a long time man it was really hard those first 5 years in, in you know of doing stand up was was very tough man and then i when i got a few things and that i thought were really going to change my life and they didn't you know that was i just beat myself up but because of that a lot of good things came of it because when i hit a low point i created something and i was like instead of right. going into the misery i was like no fuck that i'm going to have fun again yeah and yeah. that's what i do and and i think that's my main my main thing is like listen i want all the toys i want all the trinkets it's it's so much fun you know what i mean to be able to go out shopping or to go do this and eat a nice restaurant but but realistically like as long as I'm just, I feel good and I take care of myself. Like that, my biggest defect was for so long, I didn't take care of myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I put so much chemicals in my body that 
that that's you know that I'm that's why I think the best part about being an addict is if I'm going to be a, a junkie, I was the best junkie. But if I'm going to be a health nut, I'm the best health nut. Right, dude, you don't understand. I've wanted I wanted a burrito for like three months, <laughs> but I haven't ate it. I haven't, and wow. I want it. I want it so bad. Can I you want make it. like a healthy burrito? Nope. No, it's got to no, be the one. Yeah. Huh? It's the one burrito. I want a California man. I did have one. I did have one, and when I was in San Diego, I was, I was just gonna say, really, Don yeah, Carlos. Yeah. That's no, I because I I didn't get <laughs> yeah. down there. I went. I left yeah. too late. Um, I went to was it Alberto's or the one that's on? Yeah, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. one that's like close to like Reds and or whatever. It's like across the street from the comedy store, mm-hmm. uh, whatever the fuck it's called, the condo. You know, I it's it's literally my biggest defect. I, I think is just. It's just, you know, I don't know. I, I have a lot of them still. And yeah. I, I think I still I still working on a lot of them. I, I can't pinpoint one right now. I think I think I've kind of explained it, right? Yeah, okay. I think you get it. I okay, think you yeah. get it. The, I like the biggest one I've seen is like you were talking about the people pleasing one. That's a big one for me too. What if he was gonna be like biggest one I've seen on you is your face. Your ah. face is your biggest defect. <laughs> now turn is that a pimple? Yeah. Is that a pimple or a, or, or a cyst? It's a, it's a cystical. I've turned off the roast muscle for like I turned it off during podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um you guys are delightful. The uh, <laughs> I feel like I'm very serious this episode. I'm like, You've we're driving like, ahead. No, it's but also it's great. Uh, this is so therapeutic. Like I'm glad no, I'm doing. I'm glad this isn't a comedy podcast yeah. because I need this. Like, it is occasionally had, like, perfect funny. posture this whole time. <laughs> I did not adjust this microphone, so now I have to <laughs> sit in a way that's very rigid. Um, there's so how do you experience forgiveness? Mm. <laughs> we we heard a vape on that one. Yeah. Like, well, I, 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 it's a good question. How do I experience forgiveness? Mm-hmm. Either for yourself or for others, or you know, accepting it from others. That's always a hard one. You know, it's weird because I haven't. You know, I haven't been like screwed over. Okay. In in a minute where I've been like where I've been like really mad at somebody. You know, like I, I get mad about like stupid things. I feel like every comedian is always super mad at someone. I'm not, not mm-hmm. anymore. I, I, I had a guy steal jokes really? from me. My first real funny joke. Mm. You know, then he did it on his hour special, and you know, we talked about it. We used to argue and argue, and then after a while, I'm like, I could just give a fuck, dude. Right, I could exactly. Give a fuck, man. Like the guy's way bigger than me. I'm not gonna win. And what is what's the point? Right. So every, I feel awkward every time I'm in a comedy club with him. He's mm-hmm. always there because he's one of the biggest comics out there, and I'm like, who gives? Like, who gives a fuck? Right. You know, right. write better jokes. Write a joke that he can't steal. Yeah. You know, exactly. Write a personal thing. Oh, like it's the hardest fucking thing to get over, man. I'm so- but who gives a fuck, dude? <gasps> dude, there's dude. It's like, uh, listen. But listen, man. Like, yeah. listen. It, it's not that big a deal. Yeah. It's not that big a deal. I'd rather a friend name that guy than than have an enemy. Because right. then it's like it just that's 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 my problem. He doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, he's I just living his life telling his and jokes. Who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man. You know, I've learned I've learned a lot by hanging out with you know some really big you know comics that um you know they 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 went through the muck and they never thought and they kept believing and then they they kept getting beat down and they're like fuck man is it ever I'm just am I always going to be doing this and next thing you know they kept working hard and everything came to them. Because yeah, they were no. good, and they were and they were a good person, and they like I said, it's just they just followed their dream and just did everything everything right. You know, I get mad at you know Avery and Jeremiah all the time for like stupid shit, but like, but it's more, <laughs> but it's more for it's more well, because you guys are 
in a sort of in a band of sorts. Yeah. And being yeah, in a band well, is in a relationship. Uh-huh. But it's it's also where, where we write together and we do this together mm-hmm. and we do that together. And I get mad, like you know, just about stupid things. And so, and then eventually I go, ah, I'm sorry, or I bust their balls too hard, and then I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. It's it's very it's it's actually like the most you know use this word godly thing you could do is to to forgive or to one apologize yes you know mm-hmm. to know that you've been in the wrong and i do that i never used to do that now or i do it but i do it when i'm drunk you know and you mm-hmm. see so you're yeah. like overly a bob oh, so sorry. sorry i'm so sorry i get knocked yeah, over your beer dude i'm so sorry I, dude i get it you you're sorry no but i'm really sorry but it was so slippy yeah, yeah it was so slippy it's a good callback <laughs> Good one, dude. It was so, it was so <laughs> slippy. <laughs> actor from uh, the movie, the TV show Vikings. It was the it was that guy, the lead actor from Vikings. Oh my gosh! And the other guy, uh, Michael Raymond James, a very good friend of mine now. Um, but even like, it's just, dude. I've had people that you know when I was an addict, um, you know, especially when I drank, that were really mean to me when I first moved out here. And, yeah. And I'm able, and then when I got sober and my career started taking off and they were successful people already and they started suddenly becoming my friends again. Mm-hmm. Like, oh man, we now want to be your friend because look at all the cool shit you're doing. Like, I didn't bring it up to them, like how much they hurt me. I just forgave them. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be super close friends with them. I'm not going to, you know, bear my soul and bring them into my personal personal, but I can at least not hold that grudge. Yeah. You know, I think that's all it really is, is just being able to let go. Yeah. Once you let go, man, it's life gets a lot easier, dude. Like, I mean, it's, you know, I still get mad about this. I still get mad about that. But the weird shit is the thing that really pisses me off more than anything are inanimate things that I can't control, like sporting events and, and fucking teams beating the teams that I love. That's where I get, <laughs> if I get If I can get mad about that and I take all the extra anger that I have and I put it in that shit, then right. it's like it really everything else is just like, ugh. It's so easy. It's just, it's very easy to like, like I said, when I had the problem with that one comedian, because I couldn't get her into my thing, and I tried to apologize, and I tried to apologize, and I reached out, she didn't accept it, and then I go, I can't do anything else. Yeah. No. Yeah, I can't good. do anything else. I wrote her a beautiful, like, like you know, yeah. message, and I was like, this is how I feel. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. It's nothing personal. Yeah. No response, or the response was very like, hmm, whatever, and I was like, yeah. okay, I can't do anything else. Yeah. And yeah. all you, you want me to do? All, all you see you that a, it was red and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was just like, what do you want? There's nothing else I can do. So that's on them. Yeah. That's not on me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did my part. I apologize. Exactly. I tried to make amends. You kept your side of the street clean. Yes. That's, it's it. literally, it's literally just, and that's, that's something that I not only got from AA, but I, I got that from just, I've always been that way. It's just, mm-hmm. it's better now, but definitely, you know. Like I said, all you you go to enough meetings, you you, you hear enough people talk about this stuff. It just and it's just almost like re- repetition, repetition, mm-hmm. repetition. Next thing you know, you're doing it. And you're like, holy shit, I'm actually doing it. <laughs> I didn't think I I'm would. I'm that guy now. I'm that guy. <laughs> let's go pick up. <laughs> let's get in the van and go pick up newcomers. Yeah, That's so funny. <laughs> let's go would, save the world. <laughs> would you say that was like your most difficult amends, or have you had any like wild, strange? I haven't. Amends? One, I haven't gone there yet. Oh, okay. I haven't done. I haven't finished my steps. I'm dragging my feet. Very, very hard. It took me years, man. I and, totally understand. I was mm-hmm. ugh, I was so stubborn. And then finally, I got a sponsor who was like, you're going to do a step a month. We're getting you through this. <laughs> As I should. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm at a year, almost a year and a half now. So I should. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's when the time's right. You know, I'm, and I know that doesn't sound 
good to somebody out there that might be listening that might need to hear, you know, you should do your steps and you should, because you should. Yeah. You should do it when you're ready to do that. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, don't force yourself. But, you know, even if I, and I've, and I've, like, even if I write just, uh, uh, what do you call it? A, um, not an amend. What's the other one? Inventory. If I go through an inventory, even if I just Mm -hmm. write like a couple things down a day or a week, that's still getting there, you know? And so, uh, what was it? What was the main question? Just as, what's your weirdest amends, most interesting amends? I, I haven't made it yet. I mean, there's, well, that, I don't, I've, I've, I've apologized yeah. to my mom. I've apologized to my sister. You know, I've, I've apologized to a lot of people, but yeah. um, I haven't had anything like super weird yet. Yeah. Nothing that I'm like, oh, God, I can't believe I got to apologize to that person <laughs> like, or this ex girlfriend that I haven't talked to in years. Like, I'm, I'll get to it when it's time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't think it will be weird. Because I think that everybody will see, like, oh, he's he's Josh has definitely changed. Yeah. He's a lot. Of, he's a different person, right? Because that's that's the one thing. I actually had a meeting here, um, a very very famous actress. Like she she said it, and this and this is in the book too, man. It's like there has to be a revolution. It's in the book. It has to be mm-hmm. a revolution of the mind. Mm-hmm. There has to be. I, that means a, you're, the the way you've been thinking has to be overthrown. Revolution, mm. and that's a that's a that's a that's a heavy word, man. Yeah. Revolution yeah. of your brain and the way that you think. That has to be a change because if you don't change, you're going to be right back in the same position. You're going to be using again. I'm going to be buying painkillers from a fucking dude in downtown LA, going doctor shopping, calling him fake prescriptions, doing all the shit that I did years right. ago. Mm. If I don't think this way, that gets you know? into the that gets even down to the level of like neuroplasticity. Like you're literally I have rewinding. no idea what that means. Neuroplasticity is that good? Yeah, it's great. It's one of the most difficult things to do. It's like your and bre- to say your <laughs> neuroplasticity. Yeah. Mm, that's four words. You know Jesus now. Jesus hey, Christ! Take I don't it. Know yet. <laughs> I'm not, I don't go in. I'm, that so means you I'm mean a, like I'm, building new pathways from yeah. Your you're brain you're rewiring mm-hmm. yourself. Your 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 reactions. Your your neurons are firing differently into different parts of your brain. Like all the addiction breeds new neuroplasticity and it needs to fire sure you you need drugs in there to keep those alive it's just like having like a house plant that's just dying you're like, oh shit i gotta you know water this house plant but now you're just throwing the fucking house plant out and just getting an, a different plant that probably doesn't attract gnats and stuff you know? for sure i don't know where that went but yeah no it's like that's right <laughs> yeah. it's, that's right yeah. it's a new thinking which means if you're thinking a different way you have to assume that all those connections that are in your brain that have been going the same way for so long there's other parts that are being fired you know mm-hmm. what i mean you yeah. have to believe that yeah maybe it doesn't maybe it's not like 100 percent scientific yeah. mm-hmm. but there's definitely some depth to what you just said so i don't I know it's scientific i've done the research <laughs> dr <laughs> alex young he's like shit i need five jokes on dan nolan and what's the uh, what's this part of your brain this is the epi, epicentral uh, nervous uh, conglomerate that's hilarious so you've mentioned this a lot what your sort of like daily practices but like what is your how do you do this thing day to day routine 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 man okay. the key to my success key to my sobriety has been routine go to bed generally the same hour wake up that's I something I can that. control. Wake yeah. up the same time every day. I wake up between seven and eight. Wow. Uh, I, I walk the dog. We walk up the hill for a little bit, depending on how cold it is or how tired I am. Um, and then I bring her in. I eat breakfast. I give her breakfast. Hang out for a minute. Usually, right now, it's I tape voiceover auditions from seven a.m. until nine a.m. Nice. And then, wow. um, and 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 then I go to the gym. I go to the gym the same time every day, about eleven a.m. Okay. Uh, 
you know, sometimes I go, I go earlier between nine and 11, but then I'm out by noon and then I take the dog on a hike or I do meetings or I do, I do something. It's just like, literally, it's just, it's just that, that beginning of the morning is such a routine Mm -hmm. that I hate when it's fucked up. That's why I hate when I'm on the road and I always complain as I'm about to travel as my routine is fucked up. But then, you know, I'm like, oh, this is great. I'm getting paid to do something I love. Mm -hmm. I should appreciate this. The key to me is, is just literally routine. And the key to a lot of successful people, like Russell Simmons, and I mean, they'll always say it's routine, man. Do they, go to bed the same time, wake up the same time. Okay. Those Damn, are just two simple that. things. Oh. Those are two simple yeah, things tough. that you can control. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, listen, as comics, I get it. Tuesday nights, it's a big night for a lot of comedians. You, mm-hmm. know I mean? you guys mm-hmm. want to be out. You don't want to miss anything. But you're not going to, if you don't go out tonight, you're, you know, or if you leave a little, a little bit early, you're not going to miss anything. Dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all the same shit, dude. FOMO, man. FOMO. I know, but dude, thing. I'll tell you, for mm-hmm. a guy nine years in, you're gonna. You're not gonna miss Dick. It's dude. It, you might miss. Ah, oh, dude, fucking. You know. Yeah. Oh, Dr. Dre showed up. Great. Great. Yeah. That's cool. Right. I, like, I can I listen to a CD one of and, and I can watch straight out of Compton. I would right. love to meet him. But what's he gonna do? Shake his hand. Hey, nice to see you. Or get a picture. That's like it's the same thing. It's like right. You know, there's. I, I trust me, man. Dude, for years, dude, I, I stayed up until four in the morning. But also, I had my blood brother Angelo and me and Gerard and and Byron and and Shevsky and all these great guys, man. Like, and that was that was great when I was starting up, you know. And because that's all you're doing, it's like mm-hmm. literally comedy, 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 mm-hmm. or like work, 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 work. And I just want to. I want this. I want that. But um, routine is just. It's changed my life, man. You know, I. I'm back and I'm hungry and like I told you I'm like I'm humbling myself and I'm going to mics and I'm doing shows and I'm doing all that but dude I'm still in bed by midnight I'm still in bed every night I mean I'm like and I'm still waking up and working out and eating right and doing this and doing that if I take dude there's there's, let me tell you something guys this is the key to this funky ass town right like regardless of how good your career is doing regardless of how how the auditions that you're getting or the agents or the what's or the this or the that's or the shows you're doing it doesn't make it the one thing you control is how you feel Mm. Yeah, I look in the mirror every day because I work out and I eat right. And this is not vanity; it's just like, dude, I control this. So it, even if my world is falling apart career-wise, like let's say I drop the n bomb and it, like you know, the <laughs> joke and it changed everything, which I never would. But I had like right. a Michael Richards moment. And I'm like, right. nobody's gonna book me anymore. Oh my god, my life is like it's falling a fuck apart. Exactly. I can look in the mirror and go, but I look good and I feel good. Yeah. And then you say the N-word. My. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know, I, that was yeah. a horrible example. No, it's great. It's but, great. I, but what I'm saying yeah. is it's literally, there's, there's very few things you can control. You yeah. can control your work ethic and you can control the way you feel. What happened with my first two years, I was out till four oh, in the morning yeah, at like 30 something years old, you know, out till four in the morning with the kiddos getting up at you know, six, seven going to work and then eventually ended up getting like a more flexible job. So I could just do that throughout the week and then work on the weekends. And what ended up happening was, uh, it simultaneous to roast battle. I started having some health problems For sure. and by the end of it, I remembered hitting like, it was this weird emotional, physical and spiritual bottom where I had to just kind of go okay now what and recently like i've been working out i've been doing that thing trying to build in some routine and that's kind of like that thing you just what you just said about routine is the thing i'm gonna walk away from this podcast and go because because i need i just quit drinking caffeine oh because i'm all about i'm all about five hour energy drinks right now i I just pounded one before i came in here i used to work the night shift at a 
like at a rehab for children. Like Aww. I used to work like at a I used to work at a really gnar, like gnarly lockdown facility. And so I'm used to like pounding five hour energies, drinking coffee all the time. And so this last like month or so I've felt really out of it and really strange. And what's come up is I need to develop a routine because without the coffee, I'm waking up at eight o'clock. I'm waking up earlier than when I was before. Because I'm just like, oh, my body naturally at about 11.30, 12 is like, okay, we got to go home. This is, you know what, you're in a little bit of pain, your your abdomen's getting a little weird, your legs are hurting, you should probably go home and, and rest. So it's been this point of surrender where my sponsor said the one thing I can control right now is doing things that help me feel physically and spiritually good. Sure. That's really it. And so it was like, oh, yeah, there's that thing she's always reminding me to take care of myself. For sure. You know, because there, there is that value. There's almost an addiction and a value to being busy here, you mm-hmm. know, and it's like, oh, you missed it. It's like, no, I didn't miss anything. I totally needed about nine hours of sleep. Like, yes. That's exactly what my body needed. Dude, if, you're, if you want to <laughs> feel good, just mm-hmm. take, I've been telling you, man, like I don't eat for taste anymore. I eat for how I feel, you know, dude. Yeah. You, like I told you, I mean, I'm not lying. Like I... I want to go to Shake Shack or I want to do all this stuff and I want to put shit in my body, but I feel like shit right. when I eat like shit. Yeah. You know, somebody made a good point. It was, it was, it was so weird where I heard this, but it was the assistant manager at the uh, strip club I worked at <laughs> years ago. Made a great point. Michael Pinella. Love Look it. him up, guys. He still works at the Rhino and Van Nuys. <laughs> <laughs> But he's corporate is. now. He's moved up. He's moved up. And he's a great guy. He's a great guy. I'm not shitting on him at all. Rhino corporate. Um, <laughs> love it. But, uh, and I love him to death, man. Um, he said this in the, because he, he got like, I think he went vegan or he started like chucking like spirulina and all this weird shit that I now eat, you know, that he used to eat. <laughs> the stuff a long that you judge ago. and then you're but, like, yeah. oh. but now I get it because yeah. I get my, you know, like I, when, when I put good things in my body, I feel good. Yeah. You know, like when you get on, when you're pooping at the same time, that's great, man. When your body, yeah. you, and he says, I'm, this is basically it, is your, you know, if you had one car your whole life, what, what kind of oil are you going to put in that car? You're going to put the best oil. Oh, you're going to get the tires. Great. You're going to get the tires yeah. changed all the time. Mm-hmm. You're going to care about it. You're going to wipe it down, keep it clean because it's the only car you're ever going to have. Yeah. Well, that's your body and that's mm-hmm. your mind. Mm. You know. And we we fucking. Oh yeah. We we we. Dude, I ran that shit, man. Dude, I should be dead. I should mm-hmm. be dead. Like mm-hmm. I'm not kidding. Like I should be dead nine or ten times, dude, from from car accidents. Uh, DUIs from drinking too much from snorting too much from taking ecstasy and mixing it with cocaine and this and I couldn't even tell you how many times I thought this mm-hmm. was this is I'm about to die but I didn't so I'm trying to like just now it's like I don't want that anymore and like right. dude, this is I'm telling you this podcast I'm so glad I did this today Yay! because this is like I, <laughs> because I needed I needed to hear all this stuff because I forget it a lot too yeah. so like it's basically if you keep yourself in a positive you know, not just affirmations, but a positive light and a positive, like you keep positive things around you. You put positive things into you, and you go to the ocean where it's got all this positive energy, like once I'm a the month. Same way too. I gotta be. I gotta put my feet in the ocean, dude. You gotta just do. Yeah. Just, just do. Mm-hmm. Just if you live the Crystals. best that you feel yeah. that you could be living, man, <laughs> dude. I, I'll tell you right now. Like, there's there's moments where it's like, dude. Like if I wasn't just hitting, hitting, going back, like I said, humbling myself and doing all these mics yeah. and having these like young comics being like, you're hitting mics. And I'm like, dude, I want to be a great comic. Exactly. It's, is it helping my, is it helping my career? Who knows? But it's making me feel good. Yeah. It's making me feel like I'm doing something. 
the really creative is. parts firing. You yeah. feel energized. You feel more in tune with yourself. What's but better than that? Back to basics, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's it. but what's better than 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 being than than having like than getting nervous and getting scared? That's great. Yeah. You know what I mean? Get butterflies and go uh, perform again, dude. I performed in front of fifteen thousand people in Montreal. Fifteen thousand people that didn't pay to see us; they were just there. Wow. That all were like, "Oh, there's a free show," and they came. And I literally never been more comfortable on stage in my life. But going up at fucking meltdown in front of four motherfuckers <laughs> that are gonna yes. that are gonna drive, that are gonna leave that open mic on a bus, and I'm walking away in a fucking brand new Lexus, and right. I'm nervous. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's these- exhilarating, man. That's yeah. Why? And that's what I'm saying. You got to you got to tackle your fears. You've got to look at them. You got to you got to do something that makes you feel alive every day. And I, I know this for me. This is so fucking stupid. What I'm about to say. But CrossFit <laughs> makes me feel alive okay. because I hate it. I hate it. And I do it five days a week. Oh, and wow. I Damn. hate it. And I hate it. But I do it. Wow. And I okay. force myself. I get because it. I get my I get my heart rate going and I'm doing shit that I I'm like no I want to be on my couch watching fucking Sports Center but I get out there and you and you do that kind of shit and you put yourself out there and, and you're like you know what I'm gonna go to that fucking you know premiere that I hate more than anything about Los Angeles is the premiere party ah it's the premiere party do you want to go to get an invite for the premiere party like I don't want to fucking go to that but no. when I force myself to go and I meet a bunch of people. And of course, I always end up talking to the same goddamn people. Okay. Yeah. Yep. But, that, but I went and I tackled something I didn't want to do. But you know what? I did something. Right. That's great. There you go. You're out yeah. there, man. It's beautiful. I'm deep, dude. Everything... What's your... Oh, go ahead. Please. Oh, no, I'm just saying like the things that I've hated to do the most. Like I, I won't want to hit certain mics. I'm just like, the fuck am I going to go do a mic on the other side of town inside of like a garage or something? And I'm just like, after I do it, I'm like... Oh, I got I got that made me feel good. I'm like I'm warmed, I'm primed to do my job on a bigger stage where it honestly it doesn't matter. It doesn't doesn't matter matter. anyway. As long as you're on a stage anywhere, no matter what, it makes you feel good and you're like just with any profession, as long as you're in it. Yes. And you're getting better at it and you're you feel good. That's that's great. Just dude dude, just like, you know, it's it's something that, you know, you you just have to you just have to keep moving. You're mm-hmm. like we're like sharks, you know. Our our forward. our fears and our hopes and our dreams and all that shit is like a shark, man. You know, they're always constantly moving. But if they stop, they die. If you stop and you slow down, man, and you just, you know, you could be there's there's comedians or there's performers or there's there's people that are like 80 years old and they still live a full fucking life. Yeah. Where you could be like my mom and be 70 and she's been 70 since she was 40. Yeah. <laughs> Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what I'm saying. And nothing against my mom. I love my mom. My mom doesn't do dick. My mom doesn't do dick. And I love her. And I love her to death. But the thing is, I can't change her. So I'm not going right, to try. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm going to take her to Italy and I'm going to fucking get her the goddamn rascal scooter and I'm going to yeah. drive her up to fucking Michelangelo's David. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to fucking be like, there you go. There's David. Now let's get on the fucking scooter and let's go to another thing. <laughs> and I'm going to do that. Because like, oh, I, he could have done better on this statue. Yeah, no, that's know. pretty There's adorable. Though. I love that. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, it's just, dude, it's just life is a very precious, precious thing. I've lost a lot of people and I've lost the, the love of my life. My best friend, Angelo, man. I lost the person that that is is my driving force in everything that I do, you know? And to lose something that special, it's very tough. It's very tough to want to keep going, yeah. but I, but I, but like I said, like that's my that's my higher power, and when I talk to him, I feel better. 
you know, and I, and I, and I drive down the street and I'm put on like Beck sea change, which is an album we used to listen to. Like I get, I cry and, and I, and I make myself cry because it feels good. Like I I make sure I get, I get these emotions out and I get these things out that make me realize that I'm human, which is a fucking beautiful thing. So it's, it's life is, life is very, very precious and we are very lucky. And all the people that are listening, you know, that are sober and are like, oh man, I just don't fucking know. Dude, you got a fucking gift. You have a gift. And you should you should appreciate it and t- and take care of that gift. You just pretty much answered the last two questions, no. which is how is your relationship with your higher power, and uh, what would you say to anybody who's maybe thinking you know of getting getting clean, getting sober, or just needs a big life change? You know, what would you say to to someone like you out there? Why not try? Why yeah. not try? What what do you have to lose if you're if you're if you're a junkie? You continue to keep being a junkie, and and maybe you'll it'll all work out. But according to statistics, <laughs> yeah. science, you know, depending on what your drug of choice is, it, right. it, it doesn't work out, you know, and there's nothing wrong with trying, you know, and it's like, don't, and if you try and you fail, at least you tried. Yeah. And, you know, there, there's good in everybody. And, you know, cause I've do for so long, I just like, I just beat myself up and beat myself up and beat myself up to where I felt like I didn't deserve the fame or I didn't deserve any of that. And so I just, I masked my feelings of enjoyment with, with drugs and right. put myself in very, you know, risque situations that could have ruined everything. And I, you know, cause dude, I, I was buying dope right before huge showcases and and fucking you know you know oh network execs are coming to the show tonight yeah well i'm gonna be about an hour late because i'm in downtown la buying dope you know and put myself in these situations but i don't i deserve better than that i'm a good person and so are most of the people so are you and so are you Mm -hmm. and 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 even the the guy that's homeless, I mean, like they're that that's a junkie and 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 you know just trying to survive. Like there there's good in everybody, and you just we all deserve a chance, you know. And and it's just you're you're really hurting yourself if you if you put, you know, like like putting drugs and alcohol in your body to me is kind of like it's just like it's like putting you're in a you're in a I, mean, I hate to put it in this kind of situation, but let's say you're like in a race. You know, and you've you've got a fucking you know when you do drugs and alcohol, you're carrying like a fifty pound like weight vest on top of you, and everybody else that's sober and is like focused and and there is just is just regular. Mm-hmm. And so you're running with carrying all that baggage, man. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's very it's and it's easy to carry that baggage for because you've been carrying it for so long, you don't know what it's like to not carry right. it. Mm-hmm. You know, but wow. it's like once you put it down, like it gets you get a lot quicker. Like life gets a little bit easier. And you know, I, I'm not even saying this to them. This is for me. This is all just for me because I'm dealing with some shit right now. Like everybody deals with problems yeah, and right. we, you know, like everything on the surface is always good. But you know, I, I have to say this shit and uh, it's uh, it's, you know, I don't want to wake up and then go and say to myself and feel that weird feeling again of like, Oh God, my stomach hurts from shit. I need to get some painkillers. Where am I going to get the pain? Like, I don't want to deal with that. Yeah. Anymore. I have a day again and I don't have, my day used to be, Okay. Oh, okay. Take the painkiller that I saved. So I got that. Okay. I'm mm. not going to get sick, but I need to get more before I can do anything. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go back to that. You know? And even when, like I, like I said, I, I thought about doing it over the summer, I'm like, thank God. Thank God I didn't because I don't want to mm-hmm. get back in that roller coaster. Right. And I'm telling you, once you get off that roller coaster, life gets a lot easier. Yeah. Don't be that day two guy. Oh, you're back in here because yeah. of what? Yeah, Ooh, yeah, yeah, dude. You, really? I, 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 do, I want. I'd rather you know? be day. I'd rather be day. You know, I'd rather be five years in than being back to day one. Yeah. Dude, I don't want to be day one. I don't want to have to raise my hand as a newcomer again. Uh, I do not. And it's not even an ego or this that. It's not even people saying, "Oh, he failed," because people fail all the time. Yeah. 
all the time. Dude, it took like seven times to get sober. But I did it, you know? And it's not perfect, dude. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie, dude. I go to a concert and there's marijuana in the air. Like, I breathe heavy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I breathe heavy. My therapist recommended me to smoke CBD. My yeah. therapist is like knowing because I didn't, he was like, you should feel the anxiety and all the mm-hmm. stress. And so, like, I smoke it sometimes. I don't get mm-hmm. high, but I feel relaxed mm-hmm. and I'm focused. Because yeah. it's like, I can't, but I don't want to take Xanax, which is a real chemical right. that will fuck with me. Right. And this is my therapist, and I talk to my sponsor, and he goes, dude, is, you know, as long as you're doing that. And so it's like, talk to your sponsor when you get one. Get a sponsor, just and just throw yourself into the program. What's the worst that's going to happen? You know what I mean? You learn something, you feel better about yourself, because mm-hmm. that's all that's going to happen, you know? It's like, it's, it's, it, but it's scary. I get it. So if you're out there and you're like, I'm scared, I've been doing, God, I've been taking Xanax my whole life, and- Oh, man, it's like, how can I go out and meet people if I, I got a drink? It's like, yeah. dude, you you know what? Maybe the people that you're meeting are the people that you should be meeting when right. you're drinking. Oof. You know what I mean? Oof. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, dude, I, I, I see people drunk and I'm like, ugh. It's just like, it's not Especially worth it. Especially in what we do. We see a lot of people drinking and also trying to, to, you know, meet people and make connections. And it's just, it's a mess. <laughs> it's, it's really, it's yeah. just. Find your group, find good people, mm-hmm. surround yourself. It's just even in comedy or in whatever. It's like be around people that you look up to. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> they always say it like if you're the funniest person in the group that you're hanging out with, you need to get funnier friends. Mm-hmm. Now that's not true completely. But what I'm saying is if yeah. you're if 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 you want to be successful, be around people that are successful. Right. Not not money wise, but have what you want. Right. Mm-hmm. My sponsor has what I want. He has happiness. Now, it doesn't say that he doesn't play golf and throw off the fucking edge and like go nuts. <laughs> he still has his defects, just like I have my defects. Mm-hmm. But I want what he has. Right. I want to be able to go, nah, you know what? I've got a, I got a set of rules, a set of like steps yeah. to keep me you know, on the straight and narrow. And as long as I follow that, I'll be okay. So, you know, like I said, today I'm okay. Yeah, and that's all that matters. That's awesome. Okay, so- um- <clears throat> Where can we find everybody? Yeah, yeah, Josh, where can people find you, man? Uh, at Josh Adam Myers, last name spelled M-E-Y-E-R-S. And that's on all social media. And uh, my website's my name, uh, com. And uh, if you're out there, man, dude, send me a message on any of the social media and, I'll, and I'd love to talk to you. Cool? Beautiful. You hear that, guys? You can find me everywhere uh, also at, at Dapper Duong. That's D-A-P-P-E-R-D-U-O-N-G. And... Anna? Uh, at Anna V is fun. That's Anna with two N's on uh, Twitter and Instagram. And my website is com. And guys, in case, uh, uh, Josh, if no one's told you this today, I love you, man. I love you, you too. Love you, bro. I love you, too. And Alex, Aww. if no one's told you this today, I love <laughs> right. you. And if you're love listening, you too, if no one's told you this today, we love you. Yeah, Have a good I've had seven people tell me they love me today. Oh. I'm just not going to lie. I'm just kidding. Ooh, you're popular. <laughs> no, What's your secret? <laughs> I love you, man. Awesome. Thanks so much. 